You said you wanted to know how to get Capone. Do you really want to get him? You see what I'm saying? What are you prepared to do? Everything within the law. And then what are you prepared to do? If you open the ball on these people, Mr. Nash, you must be prepared to go all the way. Because they won't give up the fight until one of you is dead. I want to get Capone. I don't know how to get him. You want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. And that's how you get Capone. Popheads and welcome to issue 125 of the Tomcast Bobcast, coming to you once again from the friendly confines of the Tom Cave. Hello, my name is Tom, and we're back to our normal, our regularly scheduled programming, if you'd like, if you want to consider it that. We're going to be doing the the usual, we're going to catch up on some of the, the fun news in the pop culture world, and it'll be a good time, get a chance to reconnect with Roger Smith, see what he's been up to. I hope everyone has had a nice Halloween. I hope everyone is uh, dealing with the stress of, of, of an undecided presidential election in the United States. Uh, that's made things very, very interesting. Um, but hey, listen, we're here to entertain, we're here to distract, we're here to help uh, take your mind off of things at least for a little while uh, as, as, as the stress of the outside world. Uh, we need to give it a little break. We need to take a little breather from that stress. Please make sure you're following this small independent podcast on the social medias. We are at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, Tomcast Popcast, at, excuse me, Tomcast Popcast at gmail.com. And if you are a fan of the show, if you're loving the content we're producing here on the Tomcast Popcast, become an official member of Pophead Nation at patreon.com forward slash Tomcast Popcast, where you will get to hang out with amazing people. You will get access to super cool bonus content. And, uh, Thank you so much to those who are already members of Poppin' Nation. Thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of APOC, Jeff Nail, co-host of The Ringing Ear, fantastic music podcast that I'm a big fan of. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles, Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, and the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and a couple of others. I've added a few more uh, to our our list of of, of of platforms. <laughs> I don't know how else to uh, describe it to you other than that. So thank you so much for, for, for checking us out. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're you're back again for, for the umpteenth time, thanks for sticking around. I hope I hope you are here to in, in, enjoy the fun. The shenanigans. The Tom Foolery of the Tomcast Popcast. So we will be once again linking up with with our main man with with Roger Smith, aka Jedi Raj. He's at Jedi Raj on Instagram, Twitter, and those those you know those valuable social media resources. That's the best way to find Raj. So yeah, it's gonna be kind of a normal show today. I don't need to do a huge preamble. We're gonna get into, uh, you know, it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of Marvel stuff today. We haven't talked about Marvel in a long time. You know, I I hope everyone enjoyed the the Halloween movies that that we did last month. We we got out something like eight episodes last month, which uh, for this podcast has got to be. 
it was it's damn near a record because we were you know almost to a clip. I was doing weekly uh, Mando Man, uh, Mando Fest. I was doing weekly Mando Vision episodes as well. So uh, it was a very uh, 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 burning the candles at both end kind of month as far as the podcasting went. So I hope everyone has had a chance to check those out yet. But hey, if you haven't yet, they're still there. Get to them when you can. That's the best part about podcasts. You listen to you listen to them when you want to. And that's the fun of it. So yeah, we're gonna get into some stuff. We have some Marvel stuff, and we're we're gonna open the show. You heard the inter- you heard the introduction, the, the 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 quote, the clip that we used to open the show today. Uh, if you don't recognize that clip, it is from it is from uh, the Untouchables, the the Brian De Palma film starring uh, starring uh, Kevin Costner and the late great Sean Connery. So we're gonna pay a little tr- pay our respects to the recent passing of of Sean Connery. And and uh, I thought it was be fun to uh, include some some movie clips, some from 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 some of my favorite Connery movies. And uh, I th- I'm going to try and avoid the obvious ones. Like I, I'm going to try and avoid his James Bonds because I feel like that's just too on the nose. That's just too easy. My uh, uh my I'll talk to more to I'll talk to Roger a little bit about this. I'll talk to Roger more about Roger more. Hey, there's another James Bond reference. I didn't even mean to do it. Oh my God, I'm on fire already. I'll be elaborating with Roger on this. A bit as we get into the conversation with about Sean Connery, but uh, uh, Sean was not my my first James Bond. When I got into James Bond, it was Roger Moore as James Bond. So I got into his Bond uh, later in life. So to me, uh, it was other roles that that captured my my interest in, in Sean Connery as an actor. So yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. Otherwise, yeah, I think we're gonna do a lot of Marvel stuff today. Get ready, okay? Sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. I will see you on the other side. Hey, buddy. Be careful what you shoot at. Most things in here don't react too well to bullets. Hey, joining me now via Skype, the one, the only, the incredibly uh, early in his beard phase, (laughs) Roger Smith. Yo, yo. The beard looks like it's trying to make a comeback. It's trying. Uh, it's, it's taking some time. I, I thought it grew faster than this, but it's it's at that weird uh, prepubescent phase where it's just kind of awkward. Uh, I, I think it thought that it was, the winter was coming and, and it was in time to <laughs> time to hibernate. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Roger, how was your Halloween, buddy? It was pretty good. You know, we just uh, we kicked it at home. We didn't really know what was going on, so we just uh, had an indoor Halloween. Um, you know, we we had the little dude dress up in an old costume. And uh, my wife and me put on some masks, had a couple buckets of candy, and just had them walk around the house. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, you know, we, we tried to at least give them the experience. But, you know, I got only the good candies, no no Tootsie Rolls or anything like that. You know? <laughs> we, we got the, the, the nice stuff, a big bag of, uh, like, Reese's, Twix, and Kit Kats. So Ooh, it, yeah. was, it was full-on diabetes mode. It was great. I, I can't say no to Reese's or Twix. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're amazing. Twix is the only candy with the cookie crunch. You need, you need to have it. <laughs> this is true. Is is that kind of like your go-to bag? Like you want that assortment? Uh, you know, yeah. Let's see. If it's got if it's got Reese's and like Kit Kats, I think those are probably my top two. Um, but I'm a fan of all of them. Twix is probably like a, a solid like third for me. Are you are, now when you're saying Reese's? Are you talking like Reese's pieces or Reese's but peanut butter cups? The little mini cups. Okay. I mean, I like the full size ones, but you know, usually in those candy bags, it's the minis. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I think you're totally right. And uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not a super discerning 
uh, <laughs> candy connoisseur, I'll eat all of it. <laughs> yeah. Especially if it's chocolate. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Huge fan of chocolate. Ne- never a huge fan of the fruit candies. I don't know why. Just just not my jam. Yeah. You know, I'll, you know, I'll get down on some sweet tarts every now and then. But, uh, yeah. You know, I kind of like those, those tongue puckerers. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably, for sure. probably says why I enjoy sour beers too. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Might, there but, might be uh, a connection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but yeah, no. But, uh, as far as candy goes, the only one that I've kind of recently went in is Butterfinger. I used to really like Butterfingers, and they changed the formula, and now it sucks. Really? Yeah, they taste different. Like they they don't use like sugar anymore, or like well, that I don't seems know. Like they, they do something weird, like some weird substitute. Like, it's like, it sticks in your teeth even more now. Hmm. Like, it used to, but now it's like, it just stays there forever, and it's just not as satisfying. Well, I'm, I'm in, I am I'm must investigate this, because I, <laughs> I was quite the Butterfinger fanatic. It, it is the, the candy bar of Bart Simpson. So. Yeah, nobody better lay a finger. Yeah, so I, I'm, I, uh, I, yeah, love me the Butterfingers. So, oh man, we might have to get the, uh, the Popcast the investigative team on this. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, something something's wrong with the Butterfingers. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll get our crack journalist team on on this to investigate. I mean, you know, there might be voter fraud, but like the, we're more worried about Butterfingers on this podcast. It's it's an important issue. It, <laughs> is Trump or Biden going to look into this? Probably not. This is this falls on us. Yep, it's all on us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, man. Yeah, we have, nothing much went on here. We carved some pumpkins, watched some movies. Yeah, and uh, that was kind of it. And uh, there's something else kind of came up, but I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Sure. Uh, I think we'll I think we'll get to that towards the end of the episode. So, uh, cool. Yeah, we'll just kind of dive into it right now. Uh, but as as is the custom dictates. Yes. Beer must be imbibed. We shall. What are you imbibing? <laughs> well, you know, I was I was kind of feeling uh, breakfast. So you I did got it. Me some uh, some bacon and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> It is a standout on this show. I, I that that might be the beer we've had the most on this podcast is bacon and eggs, dude. It's so good. Like I, I was so happy when I saw. I went down to South Bay Liquor here in Chula Vista, and uh, they had you know six packs of them. And I'm like, well, I got to get at least one. So pick this bad boy up. Coming in at eight percent, tasting like awesome. There's just nothing bad to say about this beer. No, definitely not. I gotta, I gotta, I got to. Um, I have a fresh six pack of that as well and yeah. i need to kind of crack into it because uh i i think that ooh, i'm trying to remember i think it was last year I, I i kind of no wait they didn't can it last year did they uh i don't think so i think that was like the gap year. so i still have cans from like two years ago and ooh. they've been tasting pretty good which i, I know porter is not necessarily a style you want to like hang on to for a long period of time sure uh but but those have held up pretty nicely but i'd love to compare with a freshie yeah, for sure. No, definitely got this pack, and uh, I'm quite pleased with it. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I'm having a, another beer that was has been featured on this podcast uh, <laughs> about a year ago at this time of year. This is the, the Three Weavers Blood Junkie. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. They brought it back. The Imperial Red Ale at 8.7% because they aren't fucking around. Yeah, dude, that's a great one. Yeah, this is the one with like that super rad can art with the you know the devil looking dude on there. It's just yeah. Actually, there's several different. There's like three different devils on here. That's how cool this can is. You know, for the three weavers, three devils. It kind of makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Symmetry. <laughs> we love symmetry on this podcast, folks. We do. <laughs> well, Roger, let's let's kind of uh, let's kind of like, turn back time a little bit. You know, we were very busy last month. 
cranking yeah. out those those Halloween spectacular episodes, going <laughs> through some of our favorite October movies. But movies I could be watching any time of year. Just it was October, so let's just crank it up with with uh, enjoyable <laughs> supernatural entities going wild. So yep. we, we kind of missed some news. We we kind of uh, we're like, meh. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but uh, let, I, I feel like it, it is our duty to to mention to discuss the the passing of Sean Connery, yeah, the original James Bond, uh, passing away at uh, what was he ninety years old? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, good run for that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, let let let's first and foremost address the elephant in the room. Not great. He does. He does not have a great take on on uh, uh, abusing women. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad yeah, take. He, yeah, he wasn't the uh, most, uh, I would say, PC person, especially in modern day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I would like to think that that towards the end, maybe he recognized the error of his ways, but uh, yeah. for the most part, a bad take on on hitting women, and that's that's where we're going to leave that. Yeah, we you, will can, separate... you can look up the interview on YouTube. Yeah, we, we will separate uh, the, the man from his, his performances on, in the theater. We're just going to talk about the, the roles he, he uh, inhabited. And I was sure. curious, um, you know, you being younger than me, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious what, what your first uh, Sean Connery experience was. You know, I'm looking back and I'm thinking it's got to be Indiana Jones. It's got to be The Last Crusade. That's definitely one I remember, you know, I watched all the Indiana Jones movies as a kid. So that's probably my first experience with them. Like I, I was never a huge James Bond fan as a kid, so mm-hmm. I never really went back and watched those. So I, I think it would have had to have been, yeah, Last Crusade. I think that's a, that's a, a damn good one to go to, yeah. get, to get your feet wet with, with Sean Connery on. That's one of his uh, sure. best, most famous performances, no doubt about it. Yeah, uh, I kind of mentioned in the intro of the show, you know, when, uh, when I was a kid, he was he was not James Bond anymore. I grew up with, with Roger Moore as James Bond, mm-hmm. so I didn't yeah. discover his Bond until I think I was a, I had to be at least a teenager by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I for a half a second, well, maybe longer than half a second, I thought maybe my first experience was was Sean Connery, was mm-hmm. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade as well because uh, that was like came out in like eighty nine, I think, ninety. Yeah, I think so. Somewhere, yeah, yeah, right around. I think it was ninety. Yeah, was when that was released, and I was like, and I, the more I thought, I was like, there was something before that. I'm like, I'm sure of it. Like, I know as a little kid, but I was pretty sure I'd seen Sean Connery in something prior yeah. to Indiana Jones, and then I remembered what it was, and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course. How did I forget? <laughs> it was Untouchables. Oh, okay. The... I thought you were going a different route there. <laughs> Like Outlander or something like that, or Outlander. Oh uh, well, I was thinking Highlander. Uh, you know, I didn't get to. Yeah, I didn't get to Highlander till later on. Um, okay. I think I saw yeah, Highlander. Actually, I think I saw Highlander after Indiana Jones. Actually. Oh, okay. I think gotcha. that was my first exposure with Highlander. Yeah, I didn't get uh, Highlander. Didn't click for a couple years with uh, with me. I know that came out in like '86 or so. Uh, but yeah. I don't think I saw it until like maybe '90, 90, '91. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Untouchables, and like that was a performance that got him an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, mm-hmm. He has some of the best lines in the movie. Some of them, <laughs> some of them are super racist, but so we won't yeah. we, we won't yeah. be quoting them on this episode of the podcast. But a great performance, a great movie. I recommend it highly. Still, I, I watched it fairly recently, and uh, it's it still plays to this day. It holds up nicely. Uh, nice. you know, if, for anyone doesn't, who isn't familiar, it's the story of Elliot Ness and his his group of cops who are trying to get Al Capone and the bootleggers. 
<laughs> now, granted, we do support bootlegging on this podcast, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're a huge fan. Yeah, we weren't we weren't fans of Prohibition, nope. <laughs> but, but regardless, a good movie and worth watching. And uh, again, I think with you with you picking or, or saying uh, Indiana Jones, I think we've nailed two of his best performances. Yeah, I think so. But what are some of your other favorites, if you don't mind my asking? Well, I know we we already mentioned Highlander, but, uh, uh, but you know, to, I, well, let me interrupt for a second, real quick. Yeah, because I I love Highlander. Yeah, <laughs> but do you think when you think of it, I mean, you're like, that's a great Sean Connery movie. Oh no, not not at all. <laughs> I mean, he's the, in it for like the other ten movie minutes. I'm about to say is, uh, you know, it, one of my guilty pleasure movies that we mentioned before, League oh. of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I, you so, know what? I had a feeling this was coming up today. All right. <laughs> I was I was and, nervous. I, mean, I liked him in that. I was yeah. nervous you were going to say Highlander too, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, we we don't need the quickening anywhere near this list. <laughs> the suckening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- t- talk to me about L- about League of Extraordinary or League of, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I know we talked about it on a prior episode of the podcast. Uh, yeah, but what is it about that flick that you enjoy so much? You know, it's definitely just one of those. I think I just kind of have like a nostalgic value for it. I think it came out around the time that like Van Helsing came out. So it, it kind of was like writing that like old school, uh, like uh, I, not really movie characters because they weren't really movie, like like story characters, you know, because mm-hmm. it had like Captain Nemo and, you know, you know, yeah, uh, all, all these classic all, characters. All the Lord, Billy the Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, all, from all, that, a... all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was um, all these characters that were in uh, public domain that you could use yeah. without getting sued for because they were written two, three hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah, Jekyll and Hyde, Dorian Gray, yeah, all these characters. But I think just just something about that, like kind of like uh, old school supernatural vibe, uh, but kind of mixing with uh, anachronistic technology has always kind of stuck with me. Uh, like I know, you know, we talked about uh, the Atlantis, the Disney Atlantis movie, and how like that was one of my favorite parts. Just that whole like super crazy high-tech steampunk type uh, submarine technology they had. Um, but yeah, just, just something about it. I think just as a kid, it just kind of stuck with me. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think he like really stuck out performance-wise in the movie. I don't think it was like an amazing performance. He was probably the best actor in the movie, obviously. But, uh, you know, that, that's not saying much. I don't think there was many other, you know, name big name actors in that movie at all. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think uh, I, I think he was probably the the better, uh, the probably the best performance in the in the film. It's it's a movie that I don't particularly care for. Uh, yeah, and, and by by all accounts, uh, this movie his uh, Sean Connery's experience on this movie is one of the reasons why uh, he he kind of retired after this one. Yeah, and, that's true. And uh, this was uh, this was a, uh, I think I think it's due to his. Anim- the animosity that he and uh, director Stephen Norrington had for one another, and if if that name mm. sounds familiar, is because Stephen Norrington directed the first Blade movie. Oh, okay. So he went he went from Blade to this, and I guess he managed <laughs> to piss off uh, Sean Connery in the process. And Sean Connery's like, you know what? Fuck you! I don't need to act anymore. I'm done. I got I, what what haven't I done? Yeah, <laughs> he's got that James Bond money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, he 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 had so much cachet at that point in his career. He, I, I thought it was kind of. Impressive of him just to like walk away and and go do whatever he wanted to do for the like the rest of his his time. Um, sure. Like like why not at that point? Yeah, at that point he he'd kind of done it all. Like honestly. But I you know it's funny I do remember, oh gosh, 
this movie's probably been out longer than I I want to give it credit for. But uh, do you remember? Do you remember when Skyfall came, was came out? Like what was it? Eight ish, nine ish years ago. Wow, it's been that long, huh? I think so. <laughs> I feel like it's it's I feel like it's longer than I think. Because, yeah. but when the, when the Skyfall was coming out, the big rumor was that he was going to come back. They they were trying to lure him back to mm. to be like the caretaker at the Skyfall mansion. Oh, that'd be cool. And like you would find out that the Skyfall is where the James Bonds go to retire. Okay, so then yeah, let me try to reset in case the, the in case the phone call interrupted anything. But yeah, yeah. initially in Skyfall, you you were going to find out that Skyfall is is that James Bond is is. A, a kind of like a, a perpetual identity that 007s, you know, inherit over time. There's always a James Bond, there's always a 007, and it's always, you know, it's a different person, but the name's yeah. the same. And it was a really neat concept, and I guess because, uh, for what whatever reasons, money or just no interest, uh, Sean Connery decided not to do that. So they, they ended up changing it to what it turned out to be in the film, which was like, okay. you know, uh, James's childhood home and... and you know that kind that kind of thing, but I thought it was a really really neat idea for for Bond because it was always one of those fun fan theories that like, yeah. what if all these Bonds were James Bond and it was all kind of connected the whole time. Yeah, yeah, that would have been like a cool way to kind of tie the universe together. Yeah, I, I still really really like that idea. It was a shame it didn't happen for whatever reason, but I I do remember being really excited about the rumors that Sean was going to come back for for one more you know Bond appearance. Yeah. Plus, I, I th- the idea of him and, and Daniel Craig together on the screen, that sounds kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, but but we we sort of did get Sean coming back to be James Bond uh, in the late 90s when when he did The Rock. Mm, yes. I love The Rock. How do you feel about The Rock? You know, I, I haven't seen it in years, but I remember... It I mean, plays. I, Trust me, it yeah. plays. <laughs> like, you you will watch it and you will have a good time. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I remember as a kid, like it's still, I still have distinct memories of watching it, but you know, it's just been so long. I don't have, I don't have a lot of memories on it. I just remember enjoying it at least as a kid, you know, (laughs) not really a kid's movie, but no, uh... (laughs) no, no, no. but I I urge you to seek it out. There will probably be an audio clip or two inserted into this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and the last one I wanted to, well, maybe not the last one, because we barely talked about about last crusade. Uh, but yep. one of my other favorite performances of his is the hunt for red October. Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this movie in particular, but this is one of my favorite movies. I love watching this movie. I watch it. I don't know. I feel like eight times a year. I just kind of like whenever it's on TV, I just leave it on. Nice. Yeah. It's one of those for sure. Yeah. It's one of those. It's uh, directed by John McTiernan who did daredevil, who did the original predator. Nice. Uh, so it's it's got this this wonderful uh, visual and, and sense of action. It's got a, a very young, a very young Alec Baldwin in it, but but Sean Connery <laughs> as a Russian submarine captain who barely tries to hide his accent is just fucking brilliant. <laughs> I think that's just always been a thing with Sean Connery. It's just like you know, just just do what you want with the accent. Uh, we'll we'll make it work. Yeah, I mean, you're not bringing him into your movie to to do accents, okay? <laughs> He's not that actor. He's there for his gravitas. And yes, very much. In that in that movie, he has gravitas coming out of his eyes. I mean, <laughs> like, there's not a moment in that movie where I don't think he knows how to pilot a submarine. Yeah, you know, like, like, he, the his uh, the way he delivers those lines. I mean, I'm 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 completely convinced. That as as Captain Marco Ramius, Sean Connery could have ended the Cold War in favor of the Russians in, in a heartbeat. He would have fired the rockets, and we all would have just been dead. <laughs> yeah. 
I love him in that movie. It's so fantastic. If you haven't uh, checked it out recently, uh, I urge you to revisit it. Yeah, I might have to go back and watch that one, too. And uh, incidentally, it's also my dad's favorite movie. My dad watches it all the time, and uh, his wife uh, berates him for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's unfortunate. Yeah, she comes into the room, and she's like, you're watching this again? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, obviously. Well, obviously. I mean, hey, listen, if they're going to play it on TV, and you're in the living room, and it's on, you're going to stop and watch it. It's Like you said, it's one of those flicks. Yeah, it's the only logical conclusion. And then it does, uh, for, for my list of, of best John Connery's mo- movies, I mean, you have to mention Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, like you did as your first experience. Oh, yes. uh, just so wonderful as, as uh, Dr. Henry Jones Sr. Yep. delivers many wonderful lines. <laughs> I, still, I still enjoy the, 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 the first coming together of Indy and, and Henry. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and Henry kind of seeing his son in a new light when he mows down those Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Look what you did! <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so many good scenes in that movie, and uh, yeah, he just he just added something to Indiana Jones that I didn't know that I needed, but I loved it. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think it was again. I, I sort of think it was like this bit of, of gravitas because you know Indiana Jones movies, if you want to pull them apart, are kind of they could be viewed by some, not by anyone on this podcast, as Oh, it's it's silly. It's like an adventurer chasing after like holy artifacts and, and you know blah 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 and fighting Nazis. It's you know very um, you know of its time in a sense. I suppose someone could attack it for that. Yeah, I mean they'd be wrong, but they're no, they're dead wrong. But what what Sean Connery <laughs> brings as Henry's father is he, he sort of kind of he he grounds the movie in this reality that oh he kind of sort of is all of is there's something in Henry Jones that's like all of our dads and the way sort of all of our relationships that we've had at some point or another, maybe not Mm -hmm. the uh, going up against the Nazis, but you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, like there's something to kind of uh, connect with and understand through Henry. Yeah, for sure. You definitely, you you understand that father son dynamic that they have going on and it it just feels so real and genuine, you know? Yeah. The the scene when they, when they're chatting on, on the, on the, uh, on the Zeppelin, is, is, yeah. is one of those moments too, where it's like this quiet moment between the action scenes, and <laughs> and and, and uh, Indy's trying to to make his dad feel bad for the way he raised him, and it, it's it's hilarious. If you haven't seen it, it's really fun and really charming and warming. Uh, the, I guess the interesting part about that movie is that in real life, Harrison Ford, John Connery, not all that different in age. <laughs> really? No, <laughs> they're a lot closer in age than you might think. Huh. Look well, it up. you know, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, let's see. Uh, Sean passed away. He was in his nineties and let, let me, I'm going to look up Harrison Ford right now. Yeah. Harrison, he's in like what? Late sixties, early seventies. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. He's, he's 78. Shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so so 12 years, years apart, maybe. 12 years. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, definitely could not be his father. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, listen, the 30s were a different time. <laughs> Actually, I guess he was already a teenager by the 30s, so like the 19, early 1900s would have been <laughs> the time of of, of uh, Indy's, Indy's birth. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> wild. Weird, wild stuff. Do you have any other Sean Connery movies you want to kind of mention as, as some of your favorites? I mean, there's a ton to pick from. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just... I'm look. I was looking back at it. I'm just like, you know, I don't think I have a huge Sean Connery repertoire of movies that I've seen. Like, I feel like maybe I'm missing out, and I got to go back and watch some more because 
I was just like scrolling through lists. I'm like, man, I haven't seen any of these. Well, gosh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's there's a there's a lot, and, and granted, I haven't seen some of these in a while. But I mean, and I remember really enjoying the Presidio when I was a kid. I remember uh-huh. really enjoying the Name of the Rose, like uh, this kind of like tense murder mystery drama. Um, <laughs> then there was there, then then there was like '90s. Sean Connery, which was like kind of like crazy cheesy action movie guy, which is, was like a uh, medicine man and uh, yeah. entrapment in, the, in those movies. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> everyone remembers entrapment, and we remember it for one specific reason that we won't mention on the podcast. Yeah, no, that that one scene is all you need. That's that one scene, and if you don't know what we're talking about, watch the trailer. You'll see it in there. <laughs> All right. Well, Sean Connery, sir, thank you for, for your contributions to, to, to cinema, to pop culture, to everything. Uh, we watch one particular stance that bothers us so much that you're 100% wrong on. But we commend you for being a wonderful yeah. actor, sir. Thank you. Very much. Yep. Rest in peace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So listen, Raj, we haven't talked about much about Marvel stuff in a little while. It has been a while. And, and I feel like all we get from Marvel right now because of pandemic incidents is, is just news and, and, and teases and, and false hopes and, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, it, yeah, we haven't had much. It's been a long time since there was a year that didn't have a Marvel movie in it. Uh, but 2020 will be one of those years, which is sad. Uh, but it sounds like 2021 is going to get off to a good start because, Hey, we're going to get, we're going to get the Disney plus series. It sounds like both WandaVision and winter soldier and Falcon are going to be, Ready to go very, very soon. Nice. Uh, but news broke of a new series coming starring the one and only Poe Dameron. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oscar Isaacs will be Moon Knight. Yes. <laughs> what, what, uh, how do you feel about that? Like, are, are you, I don't know, what's your familiarity with Moon Knight? What's your, what's your take on this? You know, uh, Moon Knight as a character, I always thought he looked cool. I never really like, looked too deeply into his lore or anything so i don't know that much about him but definitely i remember seeing him a lot you know 90s as a kid i'm like oh this guy looks cool he's like you know just got the cool hood and cape and you just see the glowing eyes and it was just it's a cool design um and then just from you know what we had talked about on the cast before just kind of learning a little bit more about like his his mental instabilities and you know basically his inner demons that he's fighting with um, it, it, I think, you know, Oscar, is, he, he's a hell of an actor. So I think he's got the chops for it for sure. Uh, and I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, I feel, I feel much the same. And, and any longtime listeners of the podcast will remember we've talked about Moon Knight before because uh, this isn't the first time we've heard rumors of a Moon Knight, sh- Moon Knight show coming. Uh, yeah. for, for a while, it was being talked about and discussed as, as becoming something that was going to go to Netflix as part of like the Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage, that whole defenders uh, mm-hmm. uh series a slate of shows uh but now yeah. this now this is obviously gonna be a disney plus thing once again and that's good <laughs> disney plus yeah. is good we're enjoying content on disney plus at a a rapid clip and as as the, as you know as far as the cinema marvel universe goes more more content please yes yeah no right now we are in a drought but honestly it might have been something we needed you know after after Endgame, I, I mean, you know, we had uh, Far From Home and everything, but I, I think it might have done us good to get this little break and then kind of just come back into it super fresh, really wanting something new, you know? No, I think that's a really valid point. I think I think we were uh, getting a little spoiled 
with uh, yeah. with the, the embarrassment of riches as far as uh, like wonderful Marvel content we were getting and how good it all was, and we were getting yeah. it at a fairly regular clip. Uh, but now, now we're kind of we're, we're kind of like addicts in withdrawal, or we're just like kind of jonesing for it. <laughs> and, like, yeah, we're like, scratching oh, our neck. And... Give, me, give me that Marvel movie. I need that next Marvel fix. Get it in my veins. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No. 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 So like we're definitely itching for it, and and like you said, I think Oscar Isaac's is a wonderful, wonderful uh, pick. I, I know in a lot of the pop culture realms, we you know people haven't seen him do do a huge range of things. You know, obviously we we mostly remember him as Poe Poe Dameron from the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Which I mean, he, to me, Poe was one of the highlights. I like I liked Oscar Isaac's quite a bit. Yeah. Same here. He didn't have a ton to do, but he did. Yeah. Some, I would, he, he did I would stuff. liked him as a bigger character for mm-hmm. sure. And then obviously we also remember him for being the uh, the awful, <laughs> awful, awful, awful version of Apocalypse from the Age of Apocalypse X Men film. Yeah, Directed try not by to remember Brian Singer, which is horrendous, and I, I feel like he was he was tricked or possibly blackmailed into doing that movie. <laughs> but if if you want to see Oscar Isaacs and, and, and sort of like the, like you said like the range that that man has, uh, go back and watch watch Ex Machina, and and, mm, and, and kind of see yeah. how that dude can act. I mean, he's got some chops. Yeah, I was I was looking forward to seeing him uh, in Dune, but uh, obviously that won't be till next year. Yeah, we have to wait for that. Yeah. And uh, again, I think, again, something we, we did talk about on, on previously in the podcast, but I, I love that Oscar Isaac was also the voice of Spider-Man 2099 in Spider-Verse. Yes, <laughs> that was true. <laughs> so I, that was, again, that cameo of Spider-Man 2099 was one of my favorite little things in Spider-Verse, but yeah. it kind of got a little boost from it being Oscar Isaac doing the voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well-deserved. And for anyone not, you know, again, we talked about it on another episode, but that was so long ago. Let's give you a little refresher course in the Moon Knight. Costume wise, like you said, uh, he's sort of like an inverse Batman, and like his costume is all white. It's white yeah. hood, white cowl, white mask, white bodysuit. <laughs> he's sort of powered by the different phases of the moon, uh, but he also has multiple personality disorder that syncs up with the different phases of the moon. And, yeah, and so like you have a really unique set of of circumstances to tell interesting stories. Uh, with with different versions of the character because of like whatever mindset he's in, whether he's you know Jake Lockley the tab the cab driver or he's uh, uh, Mark Spector the mercenary, and then uh, <laughs> oh I'm blanking on the name of his millionaire his millionaire Bruce Wayne persona I think it's like Alan Grant or Mark Grant or something like that, you know so like you have like these wonderful personalities to explore, uh, but I'm also kind of curious if they're gonna uh, go uh, go and kind of get into the psychology of, of having those multiple personalities, those, those voices in your head kind of pulling you waxing and waning like a moon, you know, it, it I, I'm really, really excited to see what they do with the character. I suppose it, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like if they, if they kind of went about it, maybe even in the similar way that they did in the movie split, I oh, thought, sure. you know, sure. that was like a really cool examination of what it's like for an actor to just, have these multiple personalities and just like nail each one of them so well. I, I think uh, I definitely like underrated performance by James McAvoy in Split. Uh, I thought he made that movie, um, and I really liked the character. So if they can go along that route, I think I think we're in for some interesting stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, it, it's it's Moon Knight has been something that that you know Marvel brought it back in in in. In, in, in popular comics, you know, maybe 15-ish years ago, 
yeah. and and every writer has kind of been interested in exploring like the psychology of the character and, and you know the the multifaceted aspect of all the different personalities and the way he wages crime based on those personalities and it's it's definitely interesting stuff but sometimes it's a little too heady for a comic book mm, i can see that but i think it's really really ripe for 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 a, a, a disney plus series Nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. This might be the the right outlet for it. And you know, yeah, I think I think TV's the way to go. I I don't I don't know if we know who's going to be running the show or producing it. You know, writing and producing the the series. But uh, I'm 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 optimistic because you're gonna have Kevin Feige overseeing things, so he's gonna make sure it doesn't get like too too like cerebral, too in the head. <laughs> sure. Because if 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 my one criticism criticism of Legion. I don't know how much you watched of Legion when that was on. I got up to like the second season halfway through. It's you really just got to sit down and just uh, be uh, be on a next level with that show. I and I, I'm really hoping that's what they avoid with Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah, because I I spent so much time watching Legion where I was like, I don't know what's happening. Is what's happening happening? <laughs> <laughs> The the show seemed the show was insanely well done, beautiful, yeah. beautifully visually. the The performances were were top notch and phenomenal. But I spent so much time like like what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I mean that was essentially the entire first season, and then somehow they did it again with the second season. I'm like, so we're just never going to find out what's going on, are we? Well, no, and I, I, I promise, I promise, I will actually finish the second season and get to that final third season at, at some point because apparently in the third season we get to see Charles Xavier, which I'm very curious to, to check out. Oh, interesting. But well, the, I might have to get back to that then. Yeah, but but season two was, uh, I don't I don't want to say it was like arrogant, but I mean mm. it was really proud of itself for being so confusing. <laughs> interesting. And I yeah, found no, I can, that I can see that. I found that slightly infuriating. <laughs> because like I again I get it it's a show that wants to keep you off balance and keep you guessing but when I'm just sitting there confounded and I'm and trust me I'm paying attention and I yeah. I don't think I'm a dumb person <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I am I don't <laughs> I don't know yeah you know it's I I think it was definitely that kind of show where you just it, it took a lot to just kind of just sit there and be like all right there's so much going on. You just have to, you know, buckle down for the ride and just wait till the roller coaster's over, you know, like, because there, there, there's just, I don't know, you just couldn't analyze it in between, you know, because there was so much going on and not a lot of answers. Yeah, and it, 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 there was a show that was kind of similar in that regards that I thought was like really, really proud of itself and it, uh-huh. didn't, it didn't deserve to be. And I'm going to I'm going to get I'm going to get lambasted by people for saying this, but I thought Mr. Oh. Robot was the most arrogant show on TV. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I never watched it, but uh, I, I did actually hear that from some people, so I That's, don't think you were alone in that regard. That show was so full of itself. <laughs> I never felt that way about Legion, mm-hmm. but it was it was kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It was kind of close. So, yeah, I, but I do I do want to go back because it was, it was an interesting show, and uh, I never... I, like I said, Mr. Robot 
prided itself on making me feel like a moron. Legion didn't. <laughs> Legion didn't do that. Like it wasn't. It didn't feel like a personal attack on me. So I should no, go back and watch no. it. Mr. Robot felt like it was telling me that I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think with Legion, it, it kind of felt like no one really knew what was going on. So you kind of <laughs> just felt like one of the guys. You know? Yeah, we got a little off track, but I'm just saying, Moon Knight could be really good. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. And then we will definitely keep you posted on, on any announcements and, and development as, as it is announced forthcoming from Marvel and Disney Plus as it seems like Disney is just leaning into that Marvel content give us more <laughs> yeah we need it yeah how long before they just call it Marvel Plus <laughs> uh, you know once once the uh once it just takes over in numbers I guess <laughs> you know something we, I, we again something we're kind of I, I just this is kind of a revisit of something we, we talked about years ago on the podcast but like is there still a, a property that Marvel has that you would love to see come to come to fruition? on Disney plus now. Hmm. You know, that, that's a tough one. I know, you know I, I sprung we, it on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, in terms of like Marvel stuff that hasn't been touched, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like we're going to be getting some, uh, some X-Men stuff again, pretty soon. Sure. Um, sure. 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 Just in the new universe. So that'll be fun to see. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they kind of touched on most of the characters I liked as a kid. I mean, I always felt like Deadpool was never going to, you know, see light of day. And, you know, here we are. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably like the most niche character that I liked back then. You know, we, uh, I was into like, you know, Cable and Bishop. We haven't got Bishop yet, but we got Cable. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think just X-Men stuff, you know, I love me some Gambit and Nightcrawler and, uh, I don't know. I'm just waiting to see them in the new light, I guess. You know, we'll have to do another episode where, where we kind of talk a little bit more about some of the speculation with Marvel, uh, because I got into I got into a whole thing with with a friend uh, uh-huh. recently because of all the all the stuff with Kang. You know, Kang is going to be in, in Ant Man three. We kind of t- we kind of talked about that on the on the podcast. Yeah, uh, briefly. And Kang is sort of a gateway to getting the Fantastic Four in, but mm-hmm. Kang's also a gateway to several other characters that. Well, I don't know. Should we just do this? Should we just dive into this right now? <laughs> I mean, if you want, we got some time to kill. <laughs> All right. So now listen, this is this is me just kind of throwing shit at the wall. <laughs> All right. And I also but I also have a counter argument of why Marvel won't do this. But okay. but you have Kang, which is a a character that crosses both the Fantastic Four and the Avengers. So uh-huh. Kang can be a gateway to getting the Avengers in I'm sorry, getting the Fantastic Four into the MCU, which yeah. also brings in Doctor Doom, yeah. which also brings in the Silver Surfer, yeah. which therefore puts Galactus back on the table. Yeah, we, we, we do need some Galactus. That's, yeah. that's the only threat I think would surpass everything else, you know? And that's kind of where my head went, too. It's like, well, what's a bigger threat than Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet? Oh, Galactus eating everything. <laughs> the devourer of worlds himself. Yeah, yeah. and and it, and now when I say Galactus, I mean the real Galactus, like the dude in the giant purple helmet with the boots. <laughs> you know, I want the Kirby version of Galactus. I don't want some nebulous space cloud like they did in the lame Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, that's that's no. Now listen, we need the Galactus. So that that's what I, that's what I kind of think would be amazing for like this next 
phases of the movies to kind of build up towards is is Galactus. Okay, I that, can see that. That being said, the only reason why I sort of maybe wonder if they won't do it is because uh-huh. maybe they don't want to do like another cosmic level threat. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but then like, if you don't raise the stakes, then what are you doing? You know? Yeah, I I, I guess I was just worried was is like maybe Kevin Feige thinks that's kind of just it's sort of the same thing, just bigger. Yeah, kind of just retreading. I mean, I can see that, but I think they just have to make they have to go about it differently. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, it, it's it's tough. I you know obviously I don't know the uh, the the grand scheme of of what Marvel is planning. I do think Galactus is is your next great villain though. Um, yeah. And like and like you said, I mean, it's it's it, raising the stakes is like the guy who eats worlds is is pretty big stakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, they they did. I, I thought they did Dormammu pretty pretty well uh, in uh, Doctor Strange, but uh, yeah, I, I think just kind of like that huge cosmic level threat. You know, I, I think Thanos was on that level, but because of the Infinity Gauntlet, like. He was still, at the end of the day, just one, you know, relatively, uh, I wouldn't say human size, but, you know, just, just not like on a cosmic scale like Galactus is, you know? Like, that's, I don't even know how they would go about portraying that or what, yeah, I don't know. There, there's just a lot of cool things that they could go about, I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, there's there's a lot to kind of get into. I, I That's kind of where I think they may end up going. Um. But again, we, 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 I mean, we're, we're, we haven't even really begun the next phase of Marvel movies just yet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's a lot for us to parse through when these next films come out. But I, yeah. I kind of think, I kind of think Galactus is where you want to go. Uh, yeah, I think ultimately, sure. You know, and now, and again, Kevin Feige said they're not in a rush to do X Men again. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you get to X Men after the after as a consequence of Galactus. I, you know, I don't know. I have no idea what what they're they're itching to do as far as the mutants go. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of still up in the air. Like they can if they want now, but you know. Yeah, no, for sure. But speaking of mutants, I guess we should kind of dovetail into the next Marvel topic. All right. Which let's talk a little bit now. Granted, we know nothing. But we we did get a really great new trailer, a teaser trailer almost uh, for mm-hmm. WandaVision. Yeah. And it looks like a weird wild ride. <laughs> yep. But this trailer, uh, coupled with with various rumors that swirl around the internet, <laughs> as they do, would would seem to indicate the heel turn for for the Scarlet Witch. She's gonna go villain on us. Hmm. Have you heard this? No, I, I don't think I have. Yeah, the 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 big rumor is that 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 Wanda is sort of manipulating time and reality and, and, and things like that to bring the vision back to life. I see. And the big rumor is that WandaVision, the events of that series are actually going to set up the events for Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, which will reveal her to be the big main villain of that movie. Interesting. That, huh? I don't know. That's, that's, that's an interesting approach if they do go that way. Which leads to the next big rumor going around the internet. <laughs> which, if they're going to do that, which is sort of a a, a riff on the, on the famous House of M storyline. Yeah. 
that Wanda might do the inverse from the comic books, which in the comic books, Wanda famously said before the end of the event, before she was completely stripped of her powers and everything came to a, a crashing end for her, she uh-huh. said, she whispered the words, no more mutants, which decimated the mutant population of the Marvel Universe in the comic books. <laughs> I think I think so, I think it reduced the the mutant population from from a group of of thousands or tens of thousands down to uh, I think it was 137 mutants huh. survived Wanda's genocide of them. Interesting. So so the theory now is that it's going to be the opposite and she's going to say no, comma, more mutants or or just mutants, <laughs> period. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of like the popular theory is that they're they're going to flip the script, and this is how you're going to introduce mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Interesting. That that would be a cool approach. I think we we briefly touched on that before, as a as a reasonable way to kind of add I, the mutants into the storyline. Just because I mean, at this point, it's kind of weird that they've never even been touched on. Like just in terms of like the storyline of the MCU right now if they've already existed, but they've just never been touched on for some reason, it'd be kind of weird to just have them, you know, come out of the shadows. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, um, it, but if we did talk about it on this podcast, I, uh, listen, Roger, I don't listen to this podcast. So I have no idea what we say. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, again, this a lot of this is, is speculation and internet rumors and, mm-hmm. I, I feel like uh, Marvel has done a really good job of, of sort of uh, 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 throwing us curveballs. Sure. You know, yeah. The, yeah, I think they've done a real good job of that. Yeah, they, they keep us off balance. Like, we might be on the right track as fans, but it always goes <laughs> differently than we think it does, or think it will. Yeah, and I think that's, that's important when you're, like, taking established characters and storylines and kind of making it into something a little more mainstream, a little new, um, just so that way you don't have people just being like, oh, I know how this ends already, you know? Right, exactly. And, I mean, what what fun would it be that if the internet uh, guessed Marvel, you know, seven moves ahead of where they are, Yeah. and then we go to a movie that's just beat by beat what we read on the internet ten years ago, like, that would be super boring. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, they've done a good job of keeping us, uh, like you said, on our toes. So that's, I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, there, there was. Uh, listen, there were, there were certain things. I think we all were expecting from Avengers Endgame, but yeah. how they got us to those certain things—that was the fun part. Sure. Yeah, I think so. You know, so and and I think Marvel's going to continue to uh, uh, surprise us as far as uh, keeping <laughs> us keeping us kind of on our toes with the way in which we get to those iconic moments. You know. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, l- listen. Let's let's change the tune completely on the on the podcast. Uh, All right. You know, every now and again, you and I like to talk about video games. Yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about video games. Xbox reviews are starting to come in for the Xbox for the Series X and the Series S. They yeah. seem to be pretty favorable so far. Uh, but we wanted to, so check those out if you're interested in either one of those. I should mention uh, the the reviews are everywhere. Uh, Io9, oh, yeah. uh, IGN, the, the the usual video game hotspots, Gizmodo. Go check those out. But, Roger, you've been playing a game that we talked about on the show. Yes. What have you been playing? I've been playing Star Wars Squadrons. Ooh. <laughs> Me likey. What do you think, Raj? Are you a fan? Yay or nay? I am I am really liking it. It's it's a game that I think I'm actually kind of decent at, which is kind <laughs> of a, a change for multiplayer games. You know, I... I don't think I'm very good at like first person shooters or, you know, racing games or I'm okay at fighting games, but 
this game, for some reason, it's just kind of clicking with me, and I'm really digging it. Yeah, it sounded like uh, we talked a little bit a little bit before the show, and you were mentioning how you were uh, digging on the multiplayer mode. You were doing yeah. uh, space combat and dogfighting and stuff like that with with yeah, your yeah. online. For sure, yeah, no, it's been super fun. It's you know, I think it, it really scratches all those uh, X Wing and Tie Fighter game itches, nice. where you're just kind of you know you're in your cockpit, you're looking at your control panel, and that's basically all your main data you know you have your you know shield readout your hull you have your targeting system that kind of tells you the health of the ship you're targeting and beside that there's very little extra like you know hud elements going on you know you got a little uh, kind of a cursor over your current target and the distance you know monitoring above it but that's kind of like the only non-star wars thing and technically you could turn that off so you could play the game as if, you know, you're actually in an X-Wing, you know. But um, <clears throat> just the fact that you have so much control over the systems in the ship, you, like if you're in like a rebel ship, you have control over the shields. Uh, you can, you know, balance them or forward back shields. Uh, each of the systems, you can divert power to them to kind of overcharge it. And if it's weapons, you get stronger laser blasts for a while. If it's shields, you kind of get an overcharge on your shields. Uh, if you get boosters, uh, your engines, you just kind of get like an extra thrust that you can just boost and do all this cool stuff with. So it's like, it's really in depth. Like the mechanics take some time to get used to, you know, just kind of figuring out the, the throttle, uh, turning and pitch and everything. Mm -hmm. And the fact that there is no real ground in this means you, you pretty much have that, you know, 360 degree freedom to just set your own <laughs> anchor point and just come at it from whatever angle you want but uh you know it's i've been having a lot of fun with it you know i've been uh usually placing like top one or two kills on my team so i think i'm doing all right you know nice. it's, it's a fun game and uh my friends have been having fun with it too we've been squatting up for it so it's been good yeah i've you know i've only uh stuck my toe in the water of squadron so far uh, and just just kind of getting like the basic elements of the, of the story mode, and yeah. I, I agree with you said like it's a little it it does take a little time to kind of get the get the feel for the controls like the toggling of the powers and the shields and you know yeah. I'm still getting the feel for that. Again, I you know I've I've maybe played it for maybe two hours. Um, so <laughs> just kind of, I'm still working those kinks out, uh, and yeah. then I decided to do eight thousand podcasts last month, so I probably forgotten everything. <laughs> you must relearn what you have forgotten yeah exactly so but i i am planning on getting back into it uh very really quickly here because i i was pretty impressed with uh i did like the story mode stuff i thought the graphics were really impressive um yeah. and yeah it, it looks like like you said i think, I think it's going to scratch some itches that i have i've had for a while that a, a lot of games aren't fulfilling for me and, and sure. i'm looking forward to uh to checking it it out and uh talking to you more about it in the podcast times Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think everybody that's, you know, a fan of Star Wars that's always wanted to fly an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter or whatever, you're, you're, you're going to be happy with the game, at least, you know, just visually, if, if not anything else, you know. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's just been fun, you know, like everything looks and sounds as it should, you know, flying around in a TIE Fighter. You got the cool TIE Fighter engine sound just whirring the whole time. The lasers sound like they're supposed to. Everything is just perfect, you know? Like, you, you really feel in it. And I'm actually tempted to uh, break out my, my VR headset just to kind of get a feel for that. 
I think I will once it cools off a little bit because that thing gets sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Hey, fair enough, man. (laughs) Awesome. So if if any of our our wonderful listeners are playing squadrons, uh, be sure to hit up Roger and I, and then uh, maybe we can all team up and and do a, a, we can all go on a bombing run of of Castle or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it is cross-play. So uh, we can play, if you're on PlayStation or Xbox, I think you can just link up regardless. Ooh, and that's what we call sexy time. Nice. Oh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I mean, we're talking about video games. So let's yeah. kind of cross back over into TV with a little bit of video game TV news that came out that got me really excited. Yeah. Ubisoft and Netflix have announced Assassin's Creed series coming oh, to yeah. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, they, they just dropped a little symbol with an N in the middle. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's inter- it's really exciting that this is, they kind of dropped this like sort of on the eve of the uh, the next chapter in the game coming out of the, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. Or wait, is it called Valhalla? Uh, yeah. Oh, it is. Okay, I was worried I was getting mixed up with another show. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Norse things on TV right now. <laughs> you know, yeah, the Norse are they're they're having their time right now. Yeah, they are. That that Thor, he's very charismatic. <laughs> but yeah, no, really exciting stuff. Uh, I I, th- I, do- I don't think it'll be hard to improve on the severely flawed movie starring Michael Fassbender that was uh, lackluster to say the least. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we ever really talked about that movie on the show. If we did, it was probably real brief. But because you know, I, I think just they <laughs> it had some cool ideas. The execution just wasn't there. I thought the animus in the movie was stupid. <laughs> yeah, the whole like <laughs> I'm I'm strapped in this giant floating arm, and I think that's the same floating arm they used to hold up Emperor Palpatine in uh, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, I think they just rented it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> they they worked out a deal with Abstergo. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but, uh, I, I but, know. Yeah, you know, go no, go ahead. I'm, sorry, sorry, I'm stepping on. No, you. yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm excited to see. I don't know if you ever saw the, uh, there was like the Assassin's Creed Two had like kind of a prequel of the like, anime thing? series, the lineage one or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty cool. You know, like it was, it was pretty low budget, but I thought they did a really good job of making everything look pretty realistic uh you know just in terms of what they could do with the budget and you know i was pretty happy with the storyline in that so if they can do anything along those lines i think we're in for some good stuff yeah i think you're right assassin's creed has become one of one of my favorite series over like the last like 15 20 years i've, I've loved yeah. that game since the first one and the first one's like flawed but assassin's oh, yeah. creed 2 uh and then like the whole the whole SEO trilogy is is phenomenal yeah that's gold and uh uh I, oh my god i can't even begin like my addiction with black flag was off the charts i <laughs> was playing that game non-stop and then like you had like the little app game you could play where you could control like your your pirate fleet and stuff oh, oh yeah i was so bummed that they like they took off the servers for that i know I... I know i did too i was i was so rich i could buy anything i wanted <laughs> yeah i just had all my like little fleet just trading stuff on the off time yeah I'm i like, would oh looks like i'm back okay <laughs> i would i would i would be taking classes uh over at mesa and i would yeah. be bored in my class and i would just bring up my phone and like start running some uh, shipping runs <laughs> And I was like, hey, this would be great when I log back on at home. I'll have way more money. It'll be great. 
Yeah, no, I, I thought it was a really cool, really cool uh, integration that they did. Yeah, I I agree. I, and I loved I I think I talked about it on the show. I loved Assassin's Creed Origins, the Egyptian game. That was phenomenal. Yeah. Nice. I haven't gotten into into Odyssey yet, but I will be diving into Valhalla uh, once that comes out. For sure. I, I I think the thing I want from the show is I, I you know I, I guess to me my favorite part of the, obviously and I think the majority I speak for the majority of, of Assassin's Creed fans. We uh-huh. love we love the period play. We don't really sure. care about the the modern time storyline. We're like whatever. Like let's just yeah. get out of this as quick as we can and go back into the Animus and go back in history and do all these rad things in the past. Yeah, yeah. I think the the, the modern day storyline. I think it, it needed to be there just in so far to kind of make the uh, the connections um, between the characters. But I think it just needed to be like really really light. Uh, you know, just kind of setting up what's going on and then you just kind of dive into the period stuff because yeah. that was the most fun stuff, you know, just going in there and like seeing what these like old school assassins, you know, during either, you know, medieval times or during the Renaissance or just, you know, all this cool period stuff, like yeah. you said, yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely the, the best part of it. So I think they they started to realize that, you know, the whole Desmond story arc in the real world wasn't, that interesting so they just decided you know spoiler warning they just killed him off and <laughs> went a different route you know <laughs> yeah no 100 percent. and uh i just i just also got uh, i think fairly recently from the xbox store i was able to get the the remastered version or uh, i forget the is it remastered or something if they called it something else but the uh the new version of assassin's creed 3 where they mm-hmm. kind of went back in and, and kind of fixed some of the glitches oh and, yeah 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 and then uh kind of like ramped up the graphics for for xbox one then uh, that's that's the one in the Revolutionary War, which I liked a lot, but it had uh-huh. a lot of glitches. <laughs> sure, yeah, I, I thought it was like a, a flawed game, but had really great ideas. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I Agreed. almost a hundred percent of that game, but there was literally a glitch to where <laughs> you couldn't get a hundred percent. because of some stupid ship mission that just <laughs> didn't trigger properly. So I, I was just like perpetually stuck at like ninety eight percent. Yeah, I think I had I think I had a similar incident with that with that game where I couldn't I couldn't uh, cap it because of something that was glitched and I was like, God damn it! Yeah, but that game was so much fun. I, fun. I think that's like one of the underrated of the series. I think uh, we were actually talking you, me, and Mike once about it and just how the you know dual wielding mechanic was like really cool because you could literally counter with like anything. Like he had like rabbit traps and you could counter people with the rabbit trap. And just like choke them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was fun. Yeah. So I mean, it just just the fact that it just gave you so much freedom just to do however you wanted. That's that's how you're gonna kill people. Yeah. It was it was a blast. <laughs> so definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. We'll we'll keep you posted on those details. Obviously, everything it's just that that's an announcement. We know nothing else. There's no one attached yeah. to write or direct. Uh, we don't know if there's gonna be like located in one time period or if it's gonna be some kind of anthology show that will be in multiple time periods. We have no yeah. idea. We know nothing. Mm, that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, no, we, we literally just know the logo. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that is it. Well, listen, Roger, we're, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, but, right. but there's a few things. We, we, we do have a little bit of unfinished business on, on the podcast. Um, I know there's a couple things on here that I'm, I'm going to mention that I know you weren't watching, so I'll keep them spoiler free. But, but <laughs> no worries. For, for a little while during during September and, and uh, yeah, mostly September, we, we were talking about three series on the show that were airing um one on hbo one on hbo max and then one on amazon so yep. i'll, I'll kind of go in reverse order and connect back to a show that i know you watched <laughs> so okay <laughs> let's 
listen, if you have if you don't have HBO Max, I understand. But, <laughs> but but get it, and do yourself a favor and watch watch Raised by Wolves. Okay, it's the fucking craziest show I think I've seen in a really long time. Wow, what's Every, it about? Uh, it that's the show I, I talked about it on the show when it was kind of debuting. It's the one that really Scott's involved in about the artificial, like the robots that are gonna that are, that are gonna raise the the next generation of humans on this far off planet. That'll, oh, they'll, they'll be free yeah, from that conflict, sounds familiar. Except the conflict finds them. This <laughs> as it does. Yeah, this was a show that 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 uh, kept me off balance as a viewer. Uh, every episode, every time I thought I knew what was going on, or I thought I knew who these characters were, it changed. Every episode was a new thing, and <laughs> I sort of loved that I had no idea what was going to happen next, but I was invested in the mysteries. I was invested in uh, the characters and the people, and the kind of seeing what the fuck was going to happen, what kind of crazy weird thing was going to happen next. Uh, yeah. In in a lot of ways, the show kind of has that has like this lost esque element to it. Like the the Ooh. the series lost. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where you're you're on this planet, but it, you think you know what the planet is, but obviously <laughs> you don't know what the planet is because there's all these crazy mysteries on the planet too. Mm-hmm. And they only, they only scratch the surface on those this this season. I won't get into the spoilers because it it it's it would do you a disservice. Gotcha. But it had one of the craziest season finales I've ever seen. Nice. Like you were led to believe one thing is going to happen, and then when you see what happens, you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> That was so weird and crazy and strange, and I loved every second of it. Well, I'm definitely adding this to my list as we speak. Yeah, it's it's a wild show. Like I said, you're 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 gonna have there there are gonna be episodes where you when you're done, you're like, why am I watching this? But then you watch the next one, and you're like, this is why I'm watching this because it's okay, all right, I get it. it. But it's strange. I'm not gonna lie, it is a strange, strange show with a lot of strange ideas. Mm. But it's it's unlike anything I've seen in a really long time. You know what? I'm always down for strange. Yeah, and this is it. I mean, this is like even Doctor Strange is like that's strange. <laughs> that's actually his quote that's on the poster for the show. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> the other show I wanted to mention was Lovecraft Country. We've talked about that a few times on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I did really enjoy that series overall. I thought the season finale was a little tiny bit lackluster. There were a few things in there that I didn't care for, but okay. that said. There were a lot of things in there that I did really, really like. <laughs> nice. So it, it was a little bit of a mixed bag, but I think overall it, it succeeded in telling a really fun, interesting story over the course of the season, even though yeah. there were a couple episodes in that when you're like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> nice. So yeah, a good show. And that's on HBO proper, but if you have HBO Max, then you have you have both. So Cool. And then the show that you and I have both watched, The Boys. Oh, Yes. How did yeah, you feel that, about that, was... that that finale for season two of The Boys? You know, I thought it was pretty awesome. I, you know, it, it's it feels like it's been so long since I've seen it now. You know, but, I, uh, dude, it's a busy month. We, we we it it kind of ended, and we were doing Halloween movies, and so we didn't we didn't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We didn't get to it, but no, yeah, no, that I was really happy with this season overall. Uh, I didn't think it was as strong as the first, but. That was just because the first season was so good, you know. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I really like the the new uh, characters that they introduced, you know, um, just in the sense, you know, obviously a lot of the new characters were were bad guys, so like I don't like bad guys, but I thought they were good bad guys, <laughs> as in they were written well, 
Yeah, yeah the, the stuff with Stormfront was fantastic. The, yeah. the, the sort of culmination with her storyline was, was I thought was really well done. I loved sort of like... It's hard for me to say this, but I, I sort of love that they were taking shots at Marvel <laughs> during yeah, yeah. during this <laughs> during the <this> season <laughs> overall. But at in that in that final episode in particular with the the, the whole uh, girls get it done thing. Oh yeah, that was great. I mean that's such a it's it's such a shot at Marvel for what they did at uh in the in the in the battle during uh the during uh, <laughs> Endgame. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was I thought it was really well done and perfect in a lot of senses. Yeah. Uh, my, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, yeah, no, I, I thought it was a, uh, it was a playful poke for sure. But, uh, you know, I, I, I thought it was really well done. I mean, Eric, Eric Kripke is, is the uh, EP of the show. And he, I mean, he's definitely yeah. on the record as saying like, he thinks uh, superheroes are ridiculous. So <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's not the biggest Marvel fan. We'll right. Say. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So uh, them taking shots at Marvel and DC, I mean, it makes a certain amount of sense because that's basically what the comic book did for its entire run too, was take shots at Marvel and DC. Yeah, so that's probably you know why it resonated with him so well. Yeah, except except, and I we talked about it I think a couple episodes ago. I like the fact that they sort of transitioned. You know, the comic book took shots at comic books, but the TV yeah. shows taking shots at TV shows and movies that are, you know the comic oh, yeah. TV shows and movies that are so popular nowadays. So it just there's this kind of wonderful uh, asymmetry and and they really kind of like uh, bounce the ideas off each other is is yeah, interesting. I really really enjoyed that of it. Yeah, for sure. I like it a lot. Yeah, so I won't. I won't. We won't get into spoiler territory. Uh, but they end the show in in some really a really interesting fashion. Really interesting things going on. Uh, and I, the one thing I will say that I hope isn't too spoilery is that I kind of sort of hope that they have put Billy Butcher on kind of back on the right path. Uh-huh. Because for a lot of this season, he was sort of just like a number one douchebag. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I, but you know, I think I think they did only because that seemed kind of like the point of the season. You start understanding why he, you know, cares about Huey like he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, you know, and their you know, their relationship really does grow in that period of time. You you actually get that understanding like, "Oh wow, like Billy actually cares about Huey." You know, he's not just keeping him around like a pet. You know, like yeah. this is this is something deeper for him, and you know, but like Billy's just he's not a, a person with emotions like <laughs> that are just easily portrayed. You know, like he's not that kind of person. So, I, I think there definitely was some growth in this season, especially with uh, you know, like you said, we're not going to get into two spoiler territories, but you know, especially with with the son of his wife, we'll say. Well, if you watch season one, then hopefully you know that already. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. no, no, you're right. I, I, I sort of hope they've, they've, I hope they have cleared the decks for Billy to, to kind of more fully integrate himself with, with the, with the rest of the team in, in a sense that he wasn't able to do in those first two seasons because it felt like he was kind of just using them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I hope that that's that goes away and we and we kind of see Billy more on, on a personal level with the, with these characters. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think my my only complaint, and this is only vaguely spoilery, so just if you don't want to know the very, very end, that's kind of just not consequential to the rest of the storyline, was that that it seemed like Huey's storyline just kind of went in a different direction than I thought it was going to. Like, the, the, the fact that at the end of it, he was kind of just like, oh, I'm just going to do this other thing now. 
when it's like it felt like the rest of the season was like him trying to feel like he's part of the team you know him mm-hmm. like working really hard to find his place in the team and then at the end of it all he's just like uh i'm good i don't need to be part of the team <laughs> well, and it just kind of it felt weird to me i don't know yeah i i don't want to get into it too much because I, I i feel like they were also setting up some stuff for for next season because there, there were yeah. some some big reveals at the in that in that finale yeah, um, in that very scene. So, yeah, I don't want to get too many details, but he just goes a different direction. And I, I didn't feel like the season was leading up to that. Yes, I think you're probably right. I, I But I do sort of see, I mean, it's sort of a, t- a classic TV trope, uh, even with movies, if you know there's going to be a sequel, like to kind of like break the team up a little bit so that you can have them reunite at a certain point during, yeah. the, during the next season. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I knew what they were what they were playing at, but it was just it seemed a little rough only in that regard. Well, Everything else, I think I was fine with. I mean, it, it made a certain amount of sense because because Billy was pushing so many people away this season. But again, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see how they they process that and how, how they move forward. Uh, there's sure. a lot of interesting a lot of interesting things uh, coming up on season three of the boys whenever that debuts. Hopefully, uh, sometime next year because uh, I think they're I think they're filming now. Yeah, yeah, I think they already they've already announced some new characters. They were they already started filming. Yeah, have we heard anything about the the spinoff? We don't know much about the spinoff other than it's going to be about soups in college, which sounds just like debauchery central. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, no, a, a strong season. I don't think it was again. I don't think it was quite as good as season one, but it was darn good. I had a blast with it. A lot of good oh, yeah. stuff. Uh, and if you aren't watching The Boys yet, I mean, come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Get on that. Yeah. And I, I plan on starting, uh, hopefully this weekend, I will be getting into uh, the the new Nick Frost, Simon Pegg show on Amazon. Oh, um, yeah. I, I totally forgot that had come out. Yeah. It, it, it debuted right before Halloween, but uh, um, I couldn't convince the wife to watch that one. So. <laughs> what, what, what was the name of that one? I got to add it to my list. I want to say it's Truth Seekers. Truth, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that one kind of like yeah, that's the one. Truth Seekers. That I kind of went under the radar. Yeah, well, I mean, by comparison, Amazon hyped the boys way more than the show. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think they definitely were just kind of riding that for a while. Yeah. So, so, so I mean, there there was a little bit of that going on there where uh, Amazon was was, uh, was 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 playing favorites, I guess. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I mean, but to the boys' credit, I mean that was the show that was bringing in more more viewers for the first time than anything on Netflix. So yeah, hey, good for Amazon. They got a hit. <laughs> they, had, they had a hit with the boys. I mean, why not keep promoting it? For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the last bit of things I wanted to mention that I'm watching, Raj, and uh, this mm-hmm. falls in the category of, uh, hey, jerk, everyone watched this a year ago. What was your problem? <laughs> <laughs> Over Halloween, uh, the wife and I started watching the season, I guess it's technically season one, uh, but it's The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Oh, okay. I don't know if you guys watched this. Did you guys check this one out? Uh, no, I don't I don't think we did, no. Uh, it's pretty good so far. Nice. We uh, uh, watched the, I think we watched the first six episodes so far. And uh, it's been steadily building every episode. Uh, it's 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 a take on the classic haunted, uh, you know, uh, the haunting of Hill House. Yeah. You know, originally based on a book, but there's been several movies of it. I'm sure we've all seen at least one or two of the adaptations of the movies. 
Yeah, most likely. <laughs> and this is this is a very new version of of the of that of that film of that book where they are uh, they're doing something different, but it's good stuff. And I, I, I don't want to say too much. If anyone out there hasn't watched it yet, uh, I I do uh, so I give it a, a, a tentative thumbs up. But uh, okay. again, I think I have four episodes left, so there's plenty of time for the wheels to fall off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, Roger, you got anything you want to recommend right now? Uh. What have I been watching? Honestly, I feel like I haven't been watching too many shows lately. It's just been a lot of a lot of horror movies lately, also. So, been uh, been hitting that one up. I just uh, rewatched Alien this weekend. Nice. Showed it to the little dude. He he was a fan. Nice. Yes. Uh, and uh, we we got through it, chapter one and two. Finally, um, the new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What did you think of those? You know, I I thought they were good. I definitely. I, I thought the first one was better. I thought the the mm-hmm. second one kind of retreaded some of the themes, but uh, overall, I really enjoyed them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it where the 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 first half of the book when they're kids is way more interesting than when they're adults. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of seems like they already beat this. Like, why are they scared again? You know. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, you know, it makes sense for the story, I suppose, but. Well, listen. Let, let me let me ask you. A, let me pose a quick spoiler question. I, I'm I'm going to get you out of here in, in, a, in a second, but I have to ask you since I know you saw this movie now. And yeah. I'm I'm going to go full spoiler here. So if you don't want to hear spoilers for it, chapter two, tune out in five, four, three, two, one. Red alert. Pennywise is a fucking alien. That's <laughs> what this movie's about. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. Right? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like. What what is he what is he in the original book? Isn't he just kind of like some like interdimensional kind of almost eldritch being or some shit? I you know I don't even remember. I I I, I did a ton of research as after I watched the movie and I can't remember what what it said right now. But like yeah that I I, I yeah just head shakingly like what? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of like that was a weird way to take it, but okay. <laughs> and and I, I I didn't appreciate the fact that they they seemed to be telegraphing the fact that no one was in like the way this movie ended. <laughs> they kept reminding us that what's his name who's a, who's a writer in the movie the the one character who becomes a writer can't yeah. end his books, which yeah. is the big knock on Stephen King. Sure. Yeah. So they kept telling us like basically telegraphing that like you're not gonna like how this ends. Just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was like a lot of foreshadowing and like kind of like well, damn, dude, like have a little faith in yourself. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> like it, it kind of like set it up to like have a low expectation, which, you know, going in there, I was, I was like thinking, okay, this is going to be pretty good. And then I see all that and I'm like, okay, maybe it's not <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Making me second guess myself. All so. right. Well, all right. Whatever. <laughs> well, listen, it, I mean, it's, it's November, which means it's horror month for turkeys. So yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll, we'll have to watch. Thanks killing. <laughs> Amongst amongst other movies that promote the murder of turkeys. <laughs> All right, well, not when the turkey's the murderer. Ooh. Oh, well, spoilers. <laughs> Shit. Don't worry, it's in the first five minutes. Oh, okay. Good. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roger, let's get out of here, man. What do you say? All right, let's call it a night. All right, thanks for joining me today, my friend. As always, it's been a blast. We've had a good time. We've imparted knowledge, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully no one thinks less of us for doing so. Yeah, hopefully. All right, my friend. I will talk to you very soon. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah, you too, man. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Later. Later.
Yes. yes. I will take the book now. What, what book? book? You have the diary in your pocket. <laughs> you don't. Do you think my son would be that stupid that he would bring my diary all the way back here? <laughs> you didn't, did you? You didn't bring it, did you? Well, uh... you did. Look, can we discuss this later? I should have mailed it to the Marx brothers. Well, you take it easy. Take it easy? Why do you think I sent it home in the first place so it wouldn't fall into their hands? I came here to save you. Oh, yeah? And who's going to come to save you, Junior? I told you! Don't call me Junior. Look what you did! I can't believe what you did! Hey, we're back from the conversation. I hope you guys had a great time listening to that. Roger and I, I think we went a little bit longer than we planned on, uh, but we had some good stuff there to talk about. So a lot of fun. Reminiscing about Sean Connery movies, getting into Oscar Isaacs, getting into a little bit into Moon Knight, talking about Scarlet Witch stuff. We can talk about, like, we can speculate about some Marvel stuff. I mean, a really full episode today. I hope you guys and gals and fine folks out there had a nice time listening to the podcast. We, as always, had a great time recording it for you. And listen, the best way to thank us is is subscribing to this small, awesome, independent podcast and maybe writing us a sweet, sweet five-star review. They are the best way to help small shows like us stand out in the mix. There's a lot of podcasts out there, so we need all the help we can get. And you all helping spread the word is the best way to do that. So again, make sure you're following us on social media. We're at TomCastPopCast on Twitter, Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. You can join Papa Nation at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast where you get to hang out with super cool people like the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail, co-host of The Ringineer. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of circles, the Squidmaster General Brian Broussard, and the New Jersey Devil Mark Wegemer. Uh, we're going to be back very, very soon. It is November. There will probably be some kind of Thanksgiving shenanigans in the near future for the show. In the meantime, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Again, I hope you had a great time. And we're going to close it out with one more classic Sean Connery clip. Thanks for listening. Ciao, babes. Hello? The Armand and Hammer is stolen. I'm only bothering your Humvee. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions!